0: And welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Zoo podcast. I'm on your co Skeeter, and along with me tonight, as usual, are Case and Cole. How y'all doing?
1: Good. Welcome back, Skeeter
0: yeah uh I was out just old man blues and <laughs> feeling it last week. That's but, all right uh, gotta take I'm, care of your body. I'm recovered so uh fellas we had a football game. Uh, we did. We got something other than hypothetical to talk about and both y'all were there so I'll go ahead and let y'all start uh, atmosphere crowd, the vibe, uh kind of go from there.
2: I I think the atmosphere was really good for uh the start of the game. Uh mm-hmm. I think I think we're doing a good job of getting more and more people kinda like ready to go for these kind of games, you know. Less less people like only want to show up when playing big time SEC guys. So that's pretty cool. Tailgating was great. Great vibe tailgating I thought. Um I think the vibe kinda changed pretty quickly when uh the game started because people we will get into this deeper but like I don't whatever happened with the quarterbacks it was not what every the majority wanted to see happen so the vibe changed around then
1: we made it a minute and 18 seconds before we talked about the quarterback situation that's all there is to talk about <laughs> that's all there is to talk yeah. about not really i mean there was some good, there were some really good things um yeah atmosphere was good man it was just good to be back in there um you know, the just like the energy. I think Skeeter, you had texted us before the game. You're like, how's the energy? I was like, I don't know. I'm at work right now. But um I'm hustling to get off. But now once I got, you know, into town, you know, you're seeing Missouri State Highway Patrol at every intersection. And, you know, then as the closer and closer you get to the stadium, I had to park way on the south side of Providence and walk. I like think I told you, Case, I had to walk a mile just to get to the yeah. stadium. And boots too, so that was <laughs> that wasn't fun. But uh, great, great atmosphere. Um, one thing has not changed, and that's people wait until after kickoff to get into their seats. Yep, you slowly start to see people trickle into the
0: stands, and
1: the students were there though. Oh golly, man! The past two past two years, the students have been incredible.
0: Watching on the SEC network, the SEC now or live whatever they were running pre-game and they're like the bands on the field the people are filing in and like you can see so many empty seats yeah and then kick off you just see it looked like there were more people in the stairways than there were yeah. in seats as far as what the cameras are picking up uh all in all the attendance came out to a little over 50,000 uh thursday night against south dakota that's a good number uh for Mizzou to start a season. Uh, so I, I feel we should be happy with that aspect of it. Uh, case, you are a member of the Tiger Deck uh, yeah. <laughs> season ticket. So kind of kind of share that a little bit in case we have anybody kind of teetering on going to games and if they have that as an option.
2: Well, um, I don't know if the – the all-you-can-eat pass is good for everyone under two holders, but it is it's pretty it's pretty cool. You just go up there and show your uh, your ticket, which on your phone, and it's special colored, and they just like ask how many hot dogs you want. There's no limit, I guess. I guess you do three at a time and then come back as much as you want. And They just give you a cup to fill up, and there's soda fountains out there. It's it's actually a really a really sick feature that they added this year for uh, the Tiger Deck folks. So yeah, I mean. Just hot dog heaven up there, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Raining
1: Glizzies up on the
2: uh... (laughs) the Tiger deck. As much Coke Cola and Glizzy as (laughs) you (laughs) want. I think there's like popcorn or something too. I didn't get popcorn. I really just went up there. I was I was sitting down there with Brett. He had an open seat, and um, I only went up there at halftime because I just had to see what it was. And I was like, well, I guess I'll take a couple hot dogs and a Coke. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean that's that's going to get more people going uh, when they have packages like that. It just simple stuff, uh, families on budgets and whatnot. That's that's a great option that they, they allow. So shout out to Desiree on still just giving fans more options. It's not just, here's our product, take it or leave it. You know, she's yeah. actually trying to appeal to the fans, and that, that's great to see. But the game did happen, uh, <laughs> whether – whether Case believes it did or not, uh, <laughs> Tigers win thirty-five to ten. Uh, first half Brady Cook, second half Sam Horn. Uh, I know y'all talked last week a little bit about how you thought, you know, anticipating how the quarterback battle would be dealt out, and honestly, that's kind of how I had it in my mind. Like. But if if it's a true two game competition, like he said two weeks ago, uh, Brady would get first half this week, Sam will get second half. Then next week to start the game, Sam will get the first half and Brady the second half. So that's where my mind was on it. After game, I don't know that Sam gets first half the way Drinkwood's talked. We'll talk on that in just a minute. But uh, Cole, you are breathing. So heavy in my hair. Well, I'm not trying <laughs> to, man. That mic is
1: way <laughs> far out here. I'm sorry, y'all. Golly, we talked about this offline a couple times, and I don't know where to move this microphone to where it doesn't do that to y'all. So I'm sorry. I'll move it way out here, I guess. Hell. Uh,
0: sound like a tornado getting ready to come. Through well, shoot. We are in Tornado Alley. Uh, but what what are y'all's thoughts? Cole, I'm I'm a I'm gonna start with you because we know <laughs> We know where case what? is going. <laughs> no, we know where okay. case is going.
1: Okay, okay. Well, so overall, like start to finish, or what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, um, what, do you, what do you want to talk about? Well, I want to say one more thing on the atmosphere. There's been uh, over the summer. It seemed like there was a little bit of debate going on back and forth on what should be done on the North Concourse, and should we add, you know, add uh, stands on top of the hill, or get rid of the <laughs> hill. Dude, the hill was packed. Was it not,
2: Case? No, it was. It looked awesome. It, it, it was, was jam-packed. Besides it, it was, besides the students, actually, it was the second best-looking part of the stadium.
1: Right, and it looked great. So I am on the staunch uh, do not get rid of the hill ever. I don't care if we got to build four stories on top of the press box. Don't
2: get rid of it. I thought you were going to say your own team extend the hill. Have you seen that Twitter Yes, movement? absolutely. <laughs> the hill go all the way back past That's the That's right. Cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah make
1: that the highest elevation in the state of missouri for all i care mountain mount mizzou i guess um, anyway so to the game i guess what people are coming here for to listen um brady looked good i don't i don't care if it was you know the check down offense i don't care um if it was you know the the screen routes yeah he missed some throws sam missed some throws um I thought Cody looked well or, you know, looked and played well. Nate looked and played well. Uh, both those guys, you know, it seemed like they were in the ball with, with good vision, um, on the touchdown pass that Brady had to McKay was great. Um, it was right there in front of us, you know, I sit in the South end zone and I watched Brady specifically cause I think they're on the what 14, 15 yard line, something like that. And, uh, you had Weiss, Luther, Mackay, and maybe Mookie on the far side. And I, like, was literally watching them. They're so close that you can kind of see their head turn with each progression. Um, checked off Theo and Luther, and, you know, by that time, Mackay was a yard or two into the end zone and hit him in stride. Fell right over the goal line, and, you know, the place erupted. So that was good to see him kind of – that was one of the first times, I guess, we'd seen in a while – Him actually go through a progression and um and you know hit a guy in stride and especially in the middle of the field inside the red zone. That's something we we didn't really see last year. So that um yes, it's it's just South Dakota, but still that's why we play these games early because we you know want to want to get things tuned up. So um, I guess we can talk on Sam Horn. I guess if if we really want to, but one of my other main concerns so far would be offensive line looked okay. Case. And I said last week that I don't want to see pressures. I don't want to see, you know, Brady cook or Sam having to, you know, scramble for their life. Um, on the Brady cook scramble touchdown. I don't know if that was designed, you know, for him to, you know, kind of drop back and find him a seam and scramble. Um, but then the other, other thing for me was there were a couple penalties that that still kind of concerned me.
2: Yeah, there was definitely a few holding calls, uh, false starts that I didn't like seeing from the O line in that situation. Um, also, I don't, I think, I think Brady Cook on that touchdown, he just saw Green in front of him and he's like, "Well, I could probably just take this." I agree. He tucked it, he
0: tucked it pretty quick, and uh, he just was like,
2: "I've got twenty yards ahead of me, and I have not a soul around in a red in a white jersey. I might as well just take this in." Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Case, let, let's go ahead and talk. Uh, <laughs> but I, I know you, you know, you're not trashing Brady on anything you've ever said to me personally or anything I've ever heard out of you. Uh, and I, I think your, your disappointment lies more in the play calling, not so much the quarterback play, correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you would, if you would have, if I would have woke up in a coma and gone straight to Faro Field on Thursday, i have been like, "Oh, cool drink, still calling plays." Like, looks exactly the same. And there's no, and I, I guess Aaron be like, "Well, you get to open the playbook. It's only South Dakota." Yeah, I get that, but it didn't even feel different at all. It was literally the exact same offense we run all the time. It was full of bubble screens. Um, I mean, I don't know. We ran a lot of trap and counter, which is fairly common. We only ran a couple jet sweeps, which is good. Less jet sweeps, the better, in my opinion. They're kind of hokey, and they seem to always lose 22 yards. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just – no, and on my on the quarterbacks, I think Brady proved he's the better quarterback in the group right now. Um, was – and you got to ask yourself, was there – Deep downfield routes they weren't seen. I know of at least two I saw in person that they missed. Yep. Um, or yeah, were they not calling that? And you know, maybe maybe that deep route's there. Maybe it's a situation where one quarterback, Brady Cook, is a lot like Alex Smith. He's captain checkdown. He's going to take the safe throw every single time. Another cor- quarterback, Sam Horn, just he isn't there ready to lead the offense yet, and at least in the Sam Horn one, I'm I'm leaning towards that. I think Hank horn got the arm. That's what I saw last week. I know we only got much less playing time because South Dakota decided to milk the clock for some reason.
1: No um, kidding. Do you think that... I want to ask you a
2: question, Case and Skeeter.
1: Do you think that what we saw Saturday was intentional? Um, and what I mean by that is for two reasons. They're not wanting to expose much of the offense in these two games. You see a lot of programs do that, right? Like that. They'll, they'll kind of curtail the playbook in order to just get the job done. And whether or not those end up being blowout wins or games like we had 25 point wins, which to, you know, uh, turn your nose to a 25 point win. Come on. Like it's a 25 point win. You're going to take that all day long Mm -hmm. twice on Sunday. But the other thing, other part of that, I guess, is to establish some confidence with these quarterbacks. We talked about a couple mysteries and a couple missed throws, and obviously that's going to come with, you know, realizing mismatches and realizing um, what your what your wide receivers' capabilities are later in the season. Um, I don't know what you guys think on on those two thoughts, but that, me personally, I I wouldn't see that being too out of the realm.
2: No, I don't think so on yeah, like just timing and issues like that for sure. Um but I mean, I guess the fear is we didn't we didn't see anything uh that looked different. You know what I mean? There wasn't one little wrinkle that was like, "Oh, that's a Kirby Moore wrinkle." It just it looked like the same offense as always. So, I get what you're saying. I don't I don't disagree. I think there're going to be some timing issues. I think there'd be some I think that a lot of those O-line issues can be uh could be described for or what am I trying to say here? it's because it's early in the season. Um, you know, I think maybe some of the throws, like there's a throw Brady made where he forced it to double coverage, Theo Weiss. Yep. Um, I think that's just getting his timing down. Uh, I did see more tight end usage. I don't know what you guys thought about that. Uh, yeah, know. it wasn't a lot, but compared to last year, we we're already on a big uptick. Yeah.
0: I actually had in my notes, like tied in with question mark, like, uh, are are we still not going to use them this year? Well, they didn't have their hand in the dirt
1: as, as you know as traditionally as you would see, but okay. I did see them offset. If you go back and watch some of the film, you'll see uh, Stevens and uh, gummet Names are slipping me right now, but I did North see Fleet. yes Northfleet. Thank North you.
2: Northfleet, yeah. who's the Arkansas kid? Yeah, um, I did He's see them play a lot.
1: You know, just off tackle offset. You know, kind of. Standing up like a you know, line up like a wide receiver. So,
0: well, Cole, I I just want to touch real quick where you say you know, like we have fans turning their nose up to a twenty five point win. Uh, you know, you go back two thousand fourteen, uh August thirtieth. So I'm assuming that was week one versus South Dakota State, 38-18. I think two thousand fourteen turned out to be a pretty decent year for us. It did. <laughs> I was pretty happy with it at least. 2010 September 18th, so that's going to be like week three or four uh, versus South Dakota State, 27 to 24, or San Diego State, not South Dakota State, San Diego State, which is a Power Five, not a D2 school, but still, the 2010 team was a very successful program for mm-hmm. us in our minds. So, uh, and then 2007. September 22nd. So again, a few weeks into the season versus Illinois state 38, 17. So, you know, yes, we would love to have what it, Oregon about killed their duck mascot. That <laughs> a- one to zero. He's My probably promise. walking around like, you know, Hulk Hogan right now or something, but looking like foghorn um, leghorn walking. Around. <laughs> you know, the, you gotta take into contact it's twenty eight to three at half. If Brady plays that full game, uh he had first drive was punt, then it was touchdown, touchdown, miss field goal, which we're fixing to talk on kicking competition, touchdown, touchdown. You know, so he had the one punt and then it was scoring drives all after that. And then they come out of half and South Dakota goes seventeen plays, forty one yards, eight minutes, nineteen seconds, and the true freshman Burks comes up with a huge sack on 4th and seven to stop him on turnover on downs. That was a sweet play, man. But that
1: was a sweet play.
0: Sam Sam comes in. You know, the third quarter is already well over halfway gone and we still have a 25-point lead, so it's not the same energy. It's not the same feel. Uh, looking in his eyes, it felt like he might have been trying a little bit too hard. You know, it just You know, he was overthinking things just looking at body language and eyes on TV. Uh, I do want to see him again because he gets a full week to go back and watch game tape and coach his critique and see. Now we can see if there's progression. I imagine the guys that have had bad games that if we would put them back on the bench and never used them again, you know, where – we would be as a university. We we had some good quarterbacks that had bad games. And so that's, that's just part of the growing process. But uh, a thing that stuck out to me is with this offensive line, the holes that they were opening, granted it was D2, but in the new clock rules, we can win some low-scoring games with this run game and this defense. We should be able to win some low-scoring games. The question is, do we have the quarterback – step up and make the one or two plays we need a game
2: yeah yeah i mean yeah if you want to if we if you really think about it you are set up for we are set up for that kind of game if you want to just run because i'll be honest guys if if they were not worried about testing each quarterback's arm and what they do in situations we could have just ran schrader and pete all night and won 55 to zero No, because they would have never gotten the ball back at any time and right. we would just march down their throat because they really weren't doing much to stop us. Uh, like you said, trap and encounter. That is the most athletic Missoula line I've seen since probably Drew Locke's junior year, senior year. The year we won eight games. Like that O line was athletic. They were getting around pulling guys, except for that one time that it, I think the puller hit the snap, which yeah, doesn't tell make sense. It doesn't well, make sense how you that being false start as well. Um, so other than that, no O line. I know there's a, a pass was a little bit of an issue. Penalties definitely were an issue. I'm not, I'm not saying that's not a thing. I am saying extremely athletic. We could have ran the ball all night on them, and I think that's a weapon for us because our quarterback is an elite runner as well. So you're right. That does pair well for us. There's a lot of good there.
0: Like we would, as college football fans, new college football, we would love to put up 40 plus a game especially saying we have an offensive minded coach but you know everybody across college football I think they said they were down like 10 or 15 plays per team mm-hmm. where it equaled out to about a possession and a half a game so uh, you, you get that faster clock and it's easier to control the clock you're gonna have fresher defense later in the game hey I will take a 14 to 10 win over, 40 to 45 loss every night
1: of the week. I I would, I would agree. Um, but here's one thing, and I'm going to use this as a subtle transition. Um, in a 14 10 game or 13 10 game, that may come down to a field goal. And speaking of field goals, (laughs) what the hell is going on?
2: Fingers broken,
1: dude. Like, I, I, I don't I don't even know what to say. 0 for it, two
0: on a, on field goals, and he got saved by a penalty. He got saved by exactly point,
2: and the penalty didn't cause him to miss that kick. That was just right. I I was listening to someone else's podcast today about that game, and they say it looked like when a fan goes down there and tries to kick for like a free like you know TV or something. Like <laughs> I don't maybe. know
1: Boom. if him doing kickoff duties is. Wearing him out, I don't. It know, shouldn't
2: be like that's ridiculous. Is this like his nutrition
1: program? Is does it got his inertia all messed up? You know what I mean when he's going to kick the ball. It's um,
0: it's not the first time we've had really good kickers at Mizzou, and then they get to their senior year and they go backwards a little. And bit. he's a, he's only a junior too, <laughs> right? Junior, yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's not the first time we've had regression from a kicker. Uh, was it they, Baggett? Or I mean,
2: there's... I had, I, Tucker McCain's the first one that comes McCain, to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. he was really good. And that, that last year in 2019 was rough.
1: Yeah. And I don't know, man. Like, obviously, we talk all the time about the Auburn game. How, you know, Meevis knows he should have made that. We all know he should have made that. That would have, you know, kind of changed the outlook of the season. We can't have that, dude. We cannot no. have that. I but, mean, and we've apparently have you know from the last uh last class one of the top kickers in the nation you gotta think that I don't know if that's on coach link I don't know if that's on I don't know who that's on but that stuff needs to get figured out stat.
0: On the second field goal, what was it? Like a 33 yard or something he missed. Mm-hmm. The laces were facing back to him. I've never been a kicker. I don't know how bad that throws a kicker off. Apparently well, it's not good. Yeah. Because they made I a mean, movie
2: about it. That's what they're telling me.
0: (laughs) So, uh, and they threw that kind of on the new snapper and holder this year. Yeah. And and drink mentioned that in the, in the post game presser. And he said, we got to get that cleaned up on that end to where, you know, it it makes it easier on me, but still that's, that's not what you expect when 92 goes out there to kick. Right. No,
1: now it's like, you know, until he shows me otherwise, we go trotting the field goal team out there. I'm like, okay, man, here we go. Yeah. Like is <laughs> what's gonna happen.
2: Yeah. No, I was waiting for Blake Craig to come out at some point. It was like, try him out.
0: Yeah. Uh a a thing probably the most
2: disappointing thing
0: to me. As good as the rank running game was, all we saw were Cody Schrader and Nathaniel Pete. Uh we didn't get to see Jones or Roberts get a carry. And so that
1: excuse me, <laughs> that's two weeks in a row.
0: But that that's a great game and it a great situation to where you don't have to work Schrader as hard as we did.
2: Uh, yeah do you do you think it's that or do you think it's the combination of the new rules with the you know clock running more often and the fact that South Dakota was just hell bent on getting out of that game with lowest score as possible by running the clock down. Because I think South Dakota's coach is like, we're not going to let them blow us out that bad, bad. We're going to just sit on this ball for a while. And that caused, you know, have less time. I think you still want to get snaps with the number ones. Um, no one really knew how this new rule was going to affect the game. It was, I think, a lot more than we all thought it would. And I think that didn't give us any time for second and third string to get out there. Besides defense. defense, it wrote some guys in, but yeah.
0: We had 66 plays, 26 pass, 40 rushes. So uh, we did lose the time of possession, but that was, as you alluded to, South Dakota controlling the ball. Yeah, that eight and a half minute drive
1: in the third quarter.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I have down Drink's comments after the game. And I'm not going to talk so much about his comment about Brady hooking him up with his daughter. I think we all know as dads where, what he intended that saying like Brady cooks a good enough kid. I would want him to date my daughters, but he completely fumbled (laughs) the words about as bad as you can fumble. So Nate Pete style, but (laughs) 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 going after the media, the way he did it, it. like, how do y'all feel about that? Where he says he he was asked three or four questions, and it was toward the end of the conference or the, the presser, and he's like, I don't care how many more times you ask, I'm not telling y'all. Y'all's opinion does not matter. Does not matter to anybody here. Yeah,
1: I you and I talked about this on the phone. Um and what did I tell you? It reminded me of Nick Saban, and he even said it's it and I didn't even realize I didn't realize he even said that in the presser yeah. but I just saw that clip and I was like dude he he almost went like Nick Saban style. Um yeah, I, I get it. He's probably frustrated with with people asking. It's got to be annoying. It's it's this little, you know, kind of black cloud following around everywhere and I I would be sick of it too. It's like like you mentioned, we're we're all dads. It's like our kids falling around all day. Can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? You know what I mean? It's just it's like that annoying little thing that just irks at you all day long. So, and he's right. It, our our opinion doesn't matter. It's not, it's not a dust. It's not a fan, a fan voting. Uh, it's not the Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. We don't, we don't vote on, on who is our team's starting quarterback. If that was the case, every weekend would be, it might be a little more entertaining, I guess, because you just never know who would roll out there. But I get where he's coming from. It may have seemed a little harsh, I guess, to some people, but I'd totally get where he's coming from.
2: Yeah, I agree. He's just, he's tired of this game. He's tired of getting asked these questions. Like you said, we saw Nick Saban have a similar, you know, breakdown at the end of that uh, game a couple of years ago. when he like, wasn't that with uh, Tua and Jalen Hurts. It was, and he was yeah. like, yeah, as soon as the game was off, to try to ask him, he goes, "I'm not going to tell you, so quit asking." Mm-hmm. Which, in my house, is a quote we use all the time. That's yeah, one of the. I'm going to implement that in my house. It's so funny. <laughs> it just was so funny in all circumstances. <laughs> um, can't decide what's for dinner. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you, so quit asking. <laughs>
1: Can you take the trash out? I'm not going to. So quit, so quit asking, asking. Dude,
2: it, It's hilarious in everyday use. Um. Anywho, yeah, I, I think he's just tired. He's just tired of this whole game. You know, they
0: they had from we don't have microphones on the reporters when they're talking, so it's really hard to hear them. I don't think anybody was really asking about next week. They were just asking, you know, right after the game and your head football coach of SEC program and the most important position on the field was in an open competition. Like you should be expecting this week one. Yeah. If we're into week five or six, like, okay, I get it. We see what we're doing. Let's, you know, your answer's on on tape. So don't, don't keep asking there, but week one, like, I just feel like that was just a little bit too much. And I don't know, just saying you're, you can write whatever you want, but your opinion don't matter. Mm. I don't know if that's the way you talk to your media that, that writes up the content that, Sells the fans that gets butts in the seats, and ultimately, that's what keeps your job.
2: Yeah, Winning games keeps his job. You know yep, what I mean? That's how I was going to say. I was like, yeah, maybe, but it don't matter nothing unless he wins ball games. So, and like, I don't care. The-
1: I don't want to. I don't want to be like, oh, he can treat to me to however
2: he wants, but
1: he's usually pretty nice. He's usually pretty straightforward. So, I'm. I'm not opposed to him.
0: It just came across as a different way than I. Oh, seen for sure. Here. And so
1: mm-hmm. it caught it caught me off guard too when I when I first watched it I was like golly he <laughs>
2: drinking a little spicy there but that was a weird deal together it was we released Tiger Rules in the morning drinks the thing about his daughters that's what I, he's
1: mad about he's mad about Tiger Rules I'm mad about Tiger Rules. <laughs>
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. The Tiger Rules was like a spoof of the Ram Rules back in the day, right? It had to
2: be. It had to be, My problem is no one got it, because, like... And they didn't do... Why would they?
1: Unless... I heard, like, some... Maybe a three- or four-second clip of Jaws music, but... I don't know. That's the one they need to get rid of. I'm good with the rest of them. Obviously, we've been doing most of them already, but the jaws theme music no it's i saw uh, spirit, i saw Spear fingers. yeah the whole
2: yeah. kickoff never once lay on link arms yeah no we're not doing the jaws thing
1: not i'm not going to so quit asking quit asking
2: <laughs> exactly
0: okay so finishing up the recap of week one this isn't necessarily us but jar strength the schedule will get easier is, is it setting up for it's a down year LSU lost pretty handily. Uh, South Carolina lost pretty handily. So
2: Florida lost pretty handily. Yeah, uh, I mean, besides LSU though, does it do anything for your guys' predictions? Because not for me. I had us beaten Florida yeah. and South Carolina. Anywho, I did LSU too. becomes Frankly, more obtainable in my mind, but um. I don't know. Let me see it one more week. What if FSU just really good? Like what if they're just like a playoff bound team? Then
1: There's a couple people who've had them in there and they Yeah, I mean, it's not
2: connection, like connection, but yeah. They didn't lose an FCS team, you know what I mean? Like that's a good FSU team they lost to. So it's,
0: it's week 1. They can play in week 12 or 13 and it might be a completely different ball game. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh I just I want to know y'all's thoughts on that. Okay, so we put a deal out on Twitter asking how we were going to do this going forward. If it's going to be long-winded, break it down in two episodes. This one, we're still only at 30 minutes, so we're going to go in and do a preview for Middle Tennessee because there's not going to be a whole lot to it, and we're going to make this one episode for this week. If we get into, like, next week, Middle Tennessee, we have a little bit more quarterback competition to talk about and then a big preview for K-State, and then we'll break it down you know, on week to week. So, Middle Tennessee, they are 0-1. Uh, they went and played Alabama. And I don't know anybody once go to Tuscaloosa any week, let alone week one as a group five team and mm-hmm. play them. But they lost 56-7. to uh, Just kind of go over some of their numbers. They had 13 first downs but this is kind of surprising to me, 6-for-16 on third. That's not as bad as I would expect from Middle Tennessee versus Alabama. Uh, Only 211 total yards of offense, 133 of that was passing. Average pass yards per attempt was 3.8, so we think we bubble screen a lot. Brady still averaged like 8.7. And then rushing, they had 78 uh, yards on 26 attempts, so three yards per rush against Bama. That's not bad for a group five, I don't feel like. Uh, they did have nine penalties for 84 yards. Might have been a little home cooking there. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the game, so Possibly. I can't say. Because Alabama had two for 19. So when you see nine versus two <laughs> penalties for a whole game, that's, 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 yeah, that's true. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> they, they had two turnovers to Alabama zero. But just like our game, they won the time of possession with 30 minutes and 57 seconds to Alabama's 29 minutes and three seconds. So, man, this clock rule is going to make it weird looking at it, like the time of possession and all that now. It's going
2: to change strategy a lot more than we thought it was. Yes. Uh, oh, crap, it's wrong here.
0: Anything stick out on, on that game is – they played three quarterbacks. I saw that.
2: That's weird.
1: Wow. Yeah, uh, I'm not really like. This.
2: Well, go ahead, uh, guys,
1: because I'm gonna I'm gonna gather my thoughts here. So go ahead.
2: Oh no, I'm just I'm just saying I don't know how much to take from this because they played Alabama. You know, they pretty much got stifled. Um, I don't want to break any hearts in here, but we're not as good as Alabama is probably.
1: What? So, <laughs> Seriously?
2: So I mean, I think they're gonna be a little more competitive against our mighty Tigers. I thought we were playing um, them in Atlanta.
0: He did but not I, watch our season preview, Cole. That's his. Uh... <laughs> I think I was a, I was a, a part of it. the uh, case,
2: <laughs> I believe. I took the under, boys. Um I don't know. I don't know where to come from because yeah, thirty-two yards rushing from their main back. Their top quarterback, twenty-one for thirty-two. Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be on team. My thing is this: you come out, you play hard. We win this one pretty easily. But we start messing around. We start getting some dumb penalties. We make some errors on defense. Make some, you know, bonehead moves in offense. They'll hang around and they'll fight. the fight us in this game. And that's we, you know, it's up to us. How do they want to play the game?
0: Hey, am, am I allowed real quick to go back to recap real quick? Just
1: well, I was going to, so yes. Okay, transition. One show, me I, will, I will join you.
0: Shout out Johnny Walker Jr. All yeah. the offseason hype. Dude was all over the field, led the team in tackles, and he has his hand in the dirt. That is awesome to see. There were, uh,
1: yeah, that's one thing I was going to bring up was defense because there were 20 different players that made a tackle. Yeah. At least one tackle on, and uh, on Thursday. I guess I almost said Saturday.
0: In that, you know, we didn't have JC Carlisle or Chad Bailey. Uh, as far as Chad Bailey, like I don't feel there were times on runs or, or passes it was like you could tell Chad wasn't out there. So that that's good to me that Damian Harris and help me, help me, help me what was
2: Hicks? Oh yeah, Hicks was next to him, yes.
0: So uh them two guys stepping in, they played a decent game. They're probably not the level of Chad Bailey. I'm not saying I don't want Chad Bailey out there. I was misunderstood on a Twitter live afterwards, like, Oh, we need Chad, but I'm not saying that. (laughs) I'm just saying it's good when you notice, when you don't notice the backups are in the game.
1: Right. And that's, that's a very good point because there were multiple times that, and I mentioned this in a couple of the Twitter chats today, that one thing I love about sitting in the South end zone is watching plays develop, no matter which way that they're driving, you see the linemen open these holes You see the quarterback hand the ball off to the running back. In our case, when we were on defense, I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go. They're about to break one of these for 30, 40 yards. And then all of a sudden, it's a black hole. And there are four or five jerseys right there ready to just come on. We're right here. We're going to lay down on the turf. Um, The defense was just about lived up to everything that I think that we expected preseason. Uh, 194 total yards allowed by our defense, so under 200. I'll take that all day long. I don't care who it's against. The fact that, um, you know, had a couple sacks in there, big plays from freshmen coming in, getting some game time, that's huge in my opinion. And the fact that, like you said, missing two key two key pieces to the defense a linebacker and a safety uh, the front four still did or yeah front four still did exactly what they needed to do
0: case case topped on the hype of burks the true uh, freshman safety mm-hmm. uh, what guys were saying out of practice and i think it showed up on the field
1: and ennis said we would have had a turnover out of the defense ennis even said after the game that
0: he it should have go up.
1: He should have grabbed that ball with two hands.
0: He said he'll never go up with one hand again. It'll always yeah. be two hands.
1: So. Yeah, and he would have had that all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a duck, and I don't know if that played into it. I don't know if he was looking for style points. Doesn't matter, it's We still love you. Um, that uh, that would have been that would have been great. That would have been icing on the cake, cherry on top of the cake for me if we had just been able to force a turnover, but 194 total yards, 156 passing. And let's see here, 38 rushing yards.
0: Yeah. Uh, so jumping back into the preview, <laughs> uh, ESPN has it. Okay. So I'm not liking these numbers, but this goes with what Case told me pregame. We're at 89.7. Uh, they're at 10.3. I would like to see it closer to ninety-five or higher for us. You know, I, I know that sounds stupid that we're we're not ninety or it's about ninety ten, but uh, there's there's a possibility for Middle Tennessee to sneak up on us with K-State being next week. Uh, you know, if we're not in in it mentally from the very first snap and go out and execute. It can, it can turn into a uh-oh game pretty quick. So is there anything – what are we expecting to see from quarterback? Is, is it Brady?
2: I think it's going to Brady the whole game. I think last week was kind of weird because they were still trying to quote-unquote figure it out. And I think this week needs to be a dress rehearsal for K-State where we're going to – now we are going to run everyone for sure all game, let Brady run the offense and uh, you know be, be in charge and make sure he has everything – Setting ready to go in time for K State. I could
1: be, I could see it being a little bit situational. I could see, you know, if Brady goes out there like he did last time, completing what 11 of 11 to start and has a 25 point lean going to half, I could see Coach Drinkwitz putting Sam out there for a couple, you know, maybe, maybe in the fourth quarter, maybe we see Brady run out in the third, first. First uh, possession of the third but I'm I'm not Going to say that we'll see Brady the entire Game but I, I Would like to see a little bit More out of Sam Horn I just think he got So Cheated I don't know maybe the Defense was been Like you know what we need to <laughs> We need to have Brady win this job Kind of deal so we're going to let A little bit of time milk off this clock in the third But no I don't think That actually happened I would like to see more Sam Horn is, is essentially what I'm trying to say. Uh, I do think Brady will get start. I would like to see uh, turnover-free football this time. I would like to see us win the turnover margin. I would like to see the offensive line clean up penalties and execution. And then I'd like to see the defense do exactly what they did hold the opponent under 200 total yards.
0: Okay. I am. You, you talk about defense and, and turnover. Drink what said in the post game presser on the uh, Burks sack that they got to go back and teach him to Tomahawk at the ball to try to knock the ball out that he mm-hmm. could have got a, a fumble there. Okay. I grew up Southwest Missouri. Dad was a season ticket holder for the chiefs. Nineties on. And. I can remember the Cunningham defenses that would go for the turnover all the time and just fall off dudes and not get a tackle and give up an extra 10 to 15 yards. I like the sure tackling, especially on a fourth and seven. What's what's the point in going for the ball there? So that does concern me that if we are going to be harping that much on the turnovers to where if we start missing tackles, how do, you, how do you all feel about that? Because that, that was a comment in the presser that was
2: like, eh, I don't know. Well, I don't think Drew's saying like doing it every single time. I think it was just in that – he was blindsiding that quarterback because the quarterback was yeah. left-handed. So, I mean, I think you coming off quarterback like that, you've got him dead to rights. I think that's what he was talking about. I was like, hey, that situation where you do need to try and force the issue on a turnover. You know, not like, yeah, you got a running back lined up in the – a hole for a two-yard gain don't you know get after them then so i think it's situational i think that was situation where drinks like got to attack that is what we can definitely improve on as attacking a situation okay
1: i would agree yeah i would agree with that i mean i'd yeah it would have been great to see a freshman true freshman get a strip sack on a you know fourth and seven after a long drive like that i don't i don't know if obviously i would i would hope that blake baker like yeah tackle him and if you get icing or cherry on top you get a strip sack too wonderful we get to break out the turnover row but i i don't know i kind of side with both i wouldn't mind seeing a little tomahawk action and you know strip the ball out
0: you want the turnover but be sure you're getting the tackle too if you don't exactly. get the turnover, yeah uh you know not like uh, Rex Straw going up with the one hand, like, he knocked the ball down still. So, I've seen guys where they go up, try to make the play, fancy play, and then they they miss the ball or they tip it, and, and the guy catches it and goes scores a touchdown off of it. So, uh, at least make it where they don't get anything positive off you going for the turnover is, right. is my concern in that. Uh, I mean, really – in South Dakota, week one, there's still a lot to the season. There's still a lot to be seen, hopefully.
2: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, this week's going to be just as much of a figure things out as opposed to last week. Okay. There's still a lot we don't know, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: And really, I don't think we'll – and we said this before the season, hopefully we don't learn a whole lot until week three because what you learn in these first two weeks against opponents like this, you're not going to learn anything good. <laughs> you know it's because what what you get done successful against South Dakota or Middle Tennessee doesn't always translate. <coughs> bless you. thank you to the Georgias, the Tennessees, the K State games, you know, so you don't want to learn anything bad. and I don't know that we learned anything bad last week aside from we didn't get the sexy offense we were hoping to see and, and change.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was anything last week to help me improve my prediction of seven and five. But I don't think there's anything there to make me think we're going to lose, win less than seven games.
0: Okay. All right. Anything else? Football. Oh, we we did pick up uh, another defensive end out of Florida, uh, three star. Yeah. Which it don't sound too sexy for three star, but I heard. Florida and Alabama, he just picked up offers from them in the last month. So he's, he was getting hype. Uh, I don't have his name in front of me. It seemed like Williams was his last name. I do not remember first name. So that's good. Class is building. That's going to help the overall numbers look of it, because I know the rankings put a lot into quantity Mm -hmm. or quality. Sure do. So uh, getting those players in, that's, that's good for us. Anything else sports related that I that we've missed? No basketball news.
1: No, no South basketball. Go. Volleyball got started. I think Mizzou beat uh, KU in soccer the other night.
0: Did did volleyball beat Louisville yesterday? I did not get I, swept. No, did they get swept?
1: Okay. Louisville's good. I think they're and number they three in the country.
0: Yeah, number three. So, uh, but our girls were up, what five and zero oh up to that point. Yeah. Oh. something like that so, yeah. sure. Over. That's progression from last year. That's it cool. all right. Let's let's talk a little outdoors because uh well it's dove season and it we is. are less than well by the time this comes out we'll be the fifth so y'all be ten days out from uh ten days getting that second string there. So uh I'll go and hit on me real quick. And then I'll let you all take over because mine's real short. The only thing outdoors hunting related, started going to a new church. Pastors new from, to the area he's at, from Kentucky, he's close to my age. So I went up with him and showed him public land and we kind of scouted where I hunted last year and looked at sign. I'm not too enthused because they obviously did an underbrush control burn last year in the spring and has not happened so this year. So everything on the ground is three to four foot high. So that's going to, that's going to weigh a lot of shots. That, uh, you don't really want to, I don't like hitting palmettos and stuff like that with, with my arrow tips shooting at a deer.
1: Yeah, that could, uh, late season though, man, once that stuff dies off, that could be, or if there's any kind of native browse that, that hangs around late season after all the acorns have dropped and, you know, ag's been pulled. I know you guys aren't huge on ag down there, but I don't know. I would, one thing I would say is hunt those edges mm-hmm. where that, where the edge of that burn, that you could, you get in some stuff on that.
0: There are no true edges on this part of the national forest. It's.
1: They burn the whole thing?
0: Yes. they what? They, they did it in sections and the section uh, I hunt was was all at one time and then it's all woods like there's no it don't butt up to fields it butts up to private property that's wooded that they have the edges to the fields and whatnot so uh i gotta gotta find a tree
1: (laughs) well i'd say this find your find your hard mass trees yeah you know ones that ones that got the hot sign i know you guys have had a pretty hot and dry summer um Find those trees that are holding acorns, you know, white oaks, cheek pens, and even the pin and black oaks. Find those that that are loaded. And after your season opens, after a windy day, that's a huge tip that I learned from a buddy of mine. Is uh, that's like <laughs> it's like free groceries, man. Those those high winds, high you know, high pressure cold front winds will blow all the acorns out of the tree, and it's just. A buffet for the deer.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I've got to wait till the 28th of September. So I've still got three, four weeks here. 24 days. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not bad though. Before you know it, man.
0: Yeah, well, Case, you are in the sales business and holidays, so no time off. And then you're end of the month and trying to go to Columbia. So have you been able to do anything outdoors or is it just.
2: I don't know. I went to the went to the bow range on Saturday. Spent a couple okay. hours there. Um I mean I mean I'm I am light years ahead of where I was last year, as you know, if you want to follow the case saga on bow hunting. So yeah, I am way better archer than I was last year. So that's gonna be big for me. Um now it's just see if a deer come in front of me. Uh, I they did last year, so hopefully I just don't mess that up. But it was fun. I got my wife into the in bow and I got a buddy who's getting into it. Um and it was able to kind of help them with uh, just getting stuff sighted in and tuned up. Uh, my wife's not going to deer hunt this year, but it is it is fun because I got her um, a Bear Cruiser, and it goes all the way from 5 pounds to 70 pounds adjustable, Uh, you know, draw or weight, you know what I mean? Um, draw poundage. And they had a real low. They had it like, 30. And at 30, I don't know if you guys ever messed with that, that is so light that, like, it's arching at 20 yards. Yeah. yeah. 20 yards looks like my 60 yard. You know what I mean? Right. And she could not get it. She could not get it in there. And starting to make her mad and frustrate her. And I was like, you're pretty strong. Like, you go to the gym every day. Like, I'm going to take an Allen wrench. I'm just going to get some cranks. So I sit there and I, you know, just trying to easily puzzle. Crank, 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 crank. I get her what I'm guessing is 45. And damn, if she was not just nailing 20 yards like it was nothing, like nice. now the air was actually flying like this and not right. like this 20, she was absolutely just driving tacks. So she was pretty proud of herself. I was pretty proud of her. Um, I got here a buddy
0: the, here. The state minimum 45 pounds to hunt with. Is that the same in Missouri? Yeah,
2: there's no statement in Missouri. Yeah, really. I don't know. Really? I don't think we have one. No, yet. I mean, 45, you're right, is 45 is what I, I recommend. I would never. Same one goes out less than that, but no, there's no statement I'm in the state of Missouri. Um, but no, she's really getting him in there. My buddy, I got him to know. I think his issue is just his sight was over here and his his whisker biscuit was over here. Getting just a weird arrow flight every time. And Once we got him back together, things started going a little better for him. So, yeah, uh, yeah, just playing with the bows. You know, it's always fun. Archery just is a fun hobby by itself. It is. But um yeah, I mean that's something I said. I think that's something cool said to me is you need to practice more. I think that's something I said on here last year after I, you know, I missed. So uh you know, maybe I could have done more with habitat stuff this year, but I had a long road to get the tool to a place where I was more efficient with it. And damn it if we didn't get there. You know, I mean? oh cool. yeah, man. And
1: your confidence, like your confidence going into the woods is to me, that's your biggest weapon. Is when you know you're going into a spot, and you're like, "This is a banger spot. I know I've seen deer here. All I gotta do is make sure my wind's right and my setup is right, and get them in range." Yeah. So nope. if you're you're taking care of that part, is you know, that's huge for you.
2: You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I've got to make sure I can get the job done when it's there, and you know, be confident you can. And I think I think we're there. I'm excited. We, I don't care what it is. But doe crosses me this year. Me, I don't care. Early in the season, it's, it's going down. Shooter, we gotta get. We gotta, we gotta get <laughs> on the board with the bow. When I
0: started bow hunting, I rushed going into a tree stand without ever target shooting a whole lot, and I, I paid pretty heavy the first two years. Uh, missed several deer, and so the the habitat, like you've seen deer out there, so you know, you're good. Yeah. Yes. You can do things to improve maybe a healthier herd or, or bigger bucks, whatever, but, and, or maybe draw in a few more deer. But, uh, if you're not focusing on how to harvest that deer, <laughs> it don't matter if you got a herd of a thousand going through a day. You're absolutely right. you don't right. know how to harvest it, it's not going to, it's not going to do any good. You're 100% and correct. Honestly, watching Ted Nugent hunting videos is what helped me hone in my skills is his mental process. He goes through and shooting the bow mm-hmm. and the way he talks about, you know, he has a, his basement is an indoor shooting range and he goes down there and shoots that bow every day. And it, he's like, it's second nature. I don't, I don't, I enjoy doing this, but he said, but I want it to be one. Like I want that arrow to be like reaching out with my hand. And, and knowing where I'm placing it and man, just the way he talked about things it really opened my eyes. Cause I didn't have anybody in my family that bow hunted or, or even hunted. So I had to learn, teach myself. Mm-hmm. And luckily yep. there's a lot more programs out there now to, to get people educated. I hope we educate people in a sense that they still listen at this point of the podcast.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that but,
2: is Right. No, what's funny is uh, the Nugent stuff. Um, that was that was one of the big things that got me into bow hunting. Was I heard him on a different podcast, and I was like, "Oh man, I should really look into that." And then from there, it was just kind of been like a again, no one like you said, no one in my family was bow hunter either. So it's been a complete just figure it all out, trial by fire, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, was yeah, the same way, man. I got I got my, I think I told my dad one year.
1: I was, I don't know if I was still living at home or not. Maybe not. I think he was looking for a birthday present idea after, or shortly after I joined the military. And I was like, yeah, I kind of want to start learning how to archery hunt. You know, this was mid 2010s. And I think he traded a a four-wheeler for the bow. And it's still the same bow I shoot today, a bear illusion that, you can't find it's so old. You can't find any information on it, but it works, man. Hmm. It works and it kills deer. So,
0: well, Cole, where were you earlier today?
1: Uh, I took my little girl dove hunting. We had yeah. a blast. Yeah. Let's, she, let's uh, hear it. Well, we got skunked. Um, it so we were on the backside of some storms that popped up over, uh, southeastern south central missouri and so right at like prime time you know that last hour of the finding when birds are trying to hurry up and get their errands done before they go hit the roost um <laughs> winds were howling man so buddy and i just the buddy and I that i went with um he's got a son the same age as my daughter and they just we watched them play and you know just got out it was good to good to get out um they actually got some doves the other day, and he brought them to me at work, and golly, that lit my fire even more. I was like, yeah, we need to <laughs> we need to go out and get a few more of these. Uh, but now I started, you know, shooting the bow a little bit more in the backyard. I actually had my cable glider break yesterday when my daughter and I were um, yeah. shooting, so I have to go to Powderhorn and get a new one of those. I told my wife, I was like, yeah, it's about an $80, $90 part, and she's like, What? i'm like no i'm just kidding it's like ten dollars maybe if that so (laughs) um yeah just just getting ready man i've been i need to get stands out but i don't know if that's gonna happen we're gonna try and do it uh friday before i got to go to work but we'll see i'm just getting prepped for the season at this point you know kind of watching cameras and, and staying out of my good areas and i might go out opening weekend
2: but it's just really going to depend on depend on the weather. So, if that Friday before looks good, I'm going to go out. If obviously K State's playing, yeah, here, so I'm going to get that on Saturday. Yeah, then Sunday. Who knows? Um, by that point, but yeah,
1: might.
2: My... I, I think, I think <laughs> staying. I think staying out of those places right now is going to be really key at the moment. Is it is keeping the it's heat key.
1: Off. It's key. Yeah, not you know as they make that start shedding that velvet, make that fall transition and going into their new areas. Last thing we do is run them out. I do have um, some outdoor stuff to tell you about. That's it's not me personally, but my dad and my brother told, you know, told the story earlier this year about how dad and I went to uh, go elk hunting. My dad and my sister's deal is they go scuba diving together. And so my brother and my dad needed a, a trip to do. So they just got back. Yeah, well, I guess technically early this morning from Alaska. They went to the oh. Kenai Peninsula and went uh, salmon fishing and had a blast. Um, and Dad's actually got some stuff going on right now that I'm going to bring him on later in the year once it gets established. It's it's outdoor related. It's uh, getting people involved in the outdoors. New business plan for him. So cool. Once it's uh, once it's up and running or once it's very closed up and running we'll have him on the podcast and he can tell everybody about it. Cause not only is he a Mizzou fan, but he's a Mizzou grad. So there we go.
0: I, I do want to piggyback off what y'all just said, because I had a I I got in hunting with a different train of thought, uh, from my years in Louisiana and hunting private land there and being able to put feed out this was the time of the year I wanted to be in the woods. Hmm. I wanted to get my scent out there around the feed because they're, they're coming there. I wasn't putting pressure on them. Like I wasn't, I was being sure I was going in times that was low traffic, but at least getting my scent out there that way, when it came hunting season, you know, it it wouldn't just be an instant blow and go if they picked up my scent. Uh, But I guess that is the difference of hunting on, a food source that you're putting out there versus Mm -hmm. not hanging off nature's food source. Like uh, you'd have no reason to be out there other than just going through their area or your exact stand. And so if you go out right now without any feed and put that center around the stand, well, now they're probably going to avoid that area. And you might change their patterns that they're getting set into now. So I I had never really thought about that as far as a different, aspect of it but as far as putting feed out like I'll try to go I, I load grain barges for living in Louisiana so soybean corn all that you accidentally spill a little bit here and there and you get a five-gallon bucket at the end of the day no biggie yeah <laughs> you know.
1: no and I, I, I totally know what you mean but I don't I don't completely avoid my stuff I still go in I'll check cameras you know on on licking branches and scrapes and, you know, I'll go up, go in there and hang my, uh, my tree stands. I will say I do try and time my, uh, card pulls for my trail cameras around rain and thunderstorms. So like if I'll go in there in the evening, down. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wash it all out. Now I'm not going to go trumps and through bedding areas and it's so different like hunting in Missouri and you can hunt a thousand different ways. But most people I know early season, especially if you got soybeans, they're going to be, you know, on the field edges, hunting field edges, waiting for these deer to come out right out last light. You know, late October, you're scrapes and licking branches and starting a transition where follow where the acorns are falling. Sweet November rolls around. You're it's freaking mass chaos. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not telling, not telling people to, oh, yeah, stay out of the woods until it's it's ready to be the season. No, go out there and, yeah, do excuse to get, get your deer used to it and go scout around and just, you know, be smart about it. Uh,
0: just give you guys a heads up too. uh, talking with family member. Uh, I might be getting the Missouri or two hunting this year on some white tails. It's so yeah.
2: exciting. Yeah.
0: Watch out Jamerson. I'll be in the Branson area. Getting your deer. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and try to get this one wrapped up. We at the hour mark, but we suck. I am out of routine. This was a home studios. Sorry, Brandon. I'll try to add that into the description so we don't get in trouble. Uh, go check them out and enter in code variety sports for 15% off your first purchase. But also we have a giveaway to announce.
1: We do. I was going to see if you're going to remember that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I did the, before we went live tonight, um, Thank you to everyone who entered. There were there were quite a few people that entered and yeah. some that even entered and they were like, Hey, you know, I'm just up in my odds. I may not. Tanya was one of them. She's like, if I win, I'm just gonna pass it on to somebody else. But I just want to win and help you guys grow. So Tanya, thank you. Um, but our two winners were uh it's actually cases, buddy, L dearte L underscore dearte on Instagram.
2: Mad Deer, let's go just
0: just, just to be clear this was not picked of, of buddies. This yeah. Tell them how this Correct. was picked. Cause I don't Correct. want it to yes. sound like we're a yes. hand so, th- Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes. So my lovely wife, um, I had, I, I had everybody's Instagram handles written down on a piece of paper. I'm going to put my oldest daughter to bed so we can come here and record this podcast. I said, Hey honey, do me a favor. I said, will you cut all these into strips and, and you know, do it the old school way. She said, do you really want to do it the old school way? Or do you want me to, do it randomized so she found some random you know spin the wheel little thing you tap it and you enter everybody's um, you know Instagram handle on there so that's how it was done I did it once the first winner was (coughs) Eldir bless you or hang in there case Um, (laughs) and then number two was uh, at Matt underscore Cecil Um, and he is the winner of the Headbusted Customs uh pot call so thank you to everyone who winnered wintered, wintered <laughs> entered and congrats to our winner um yeah i, I don't know about you guys but i want to keep doing giveaways i'm not gonna yep. you know i'm not gonna fill everybody's turkey hunting vests and you know hunting we backpacks s- with calls but
0: we just hit over a thousand follows on twitter and it was before kickoff before our first year of being on there, that's huge to me. And so I want to do something special there. I gotta get with you all and we'll we'll figure something out there. So be be ready for that. I also have to get the turkey calls I gave away in the mail. I got have... golly, Skeeter. Come on, <laughs> know. Know. <laughs> Bad name out there. Uh no. I promise they're coming. <laughs> I promise they're good. Well, the the uh, box call it got handed over three times before I finally had somebody say, yes, I want it. So I was getting low on paper, <laughs> but, uh, man, how, how awesome is it? We're in football season, dove season, uh, deer season's right around the corner and we're going to have time to find somewhere in there to do a podcast.
1: We only yep, have one right. more. Yeah. We only have one more podcast until deer season. Yep. Yeah. It's exciting.
0: All right. Well, hope y'all have a good week. And this week, I will absolutely agree with Case. I'm going to be a Raider hater. Go Tigers. (laughs) M-I-Z.
1: Z-O-U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care.